the Red 78. The most important thing was the intensity and the mentality to go after the game. As a coach, why did he only give away nine penalties this week? Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. Mark your card in association with Betway. Who are you backing? Underdog or favourite? 18 plus. Bet the responsible way. Visit dunlouis.net. Yes, it is the latest episode of Mark Your Card, and Mark Your Card Football is all in association with Betway. Get Ireland customer exclusive free bets, boosts, and super boosts on the Premier League and more. 18 plus. T's and C's apply. Bet the responsible way. Shane Hannon here in for John this week. And delighted to be joined by League of Ireland legend Graham Gartland. That's the that's the new title I think we've gone for you on Saturdays, Graham, isn't it? I think that's the one. That's the new one, yeah. Instead of just FAI Cup winner, one. <laughs> it's going to stick. It's going to stick, I think. League of Ireland legend from now on. Um, we'll mention all of your trophies uh, from here on in. Um, <laughs> look, the, the games the games of the Premier League this weekend, Graham, are, are, are certainly whetting the appetite. There's a, a number of games that, that we could pick out here as the, as the game of the weekend, potentially. We might start with the, the first game of the weekend, the, the Saturday half-past 12 game, King Power Stadium, Leicester City against Manchester City. Um Man City, of course, coming off the, the Champions League draw with Dortmund midweek. Uh, Haaland only played a half, so he's fresh. Uh, maybe that's a concern for, for Leicester City, that uh, Haaland is reasonably rested coming into these games, Graham. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Imagine a, a, a rested Haaland, considering that the, the, he looked overused in the last month, hasn't he? Like, that's tongue-in-cheek there for anyone who can't <laughs> see me face. But uh, yeah, he's been... Yeah, how do you stop them? Like, and in fairness to Leicester, I know they got a clean sheet at the weekend, but defensively they haven't looked overly solid this season. Uh, I actually done the game for Leicester against Brighton, Brighton against Leicester for off the ball, and I was able to see them firsthand. And defensively, they look so naive, and I was really worried about the goalkeeper as well. So I think Haaland could uh, could have a busy day that day. Yeah, I think it's just the just the twenty two goals so far this season for for Holland. Not not yeah, too that, bad. Not that's too all. Yeah, he's having a he's having a poor <laughs> season, Shane. Yeah, considering considering it's the twenty sixth of October. Um, yeah, like Leicester City is an interesting one, Graham. Like they'll be they'll be hoping to to continue and and get a few results, and uh, Brendan Rodgers will hope to ease some of the pressure off his shoulders. But um, it's tough to see them getting anything out of this game on, on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I know. They, like like they're off the back of a four 0 win against managerless Wolves at the weekend. Um, and that's it. And all of the sort of players like Madison, Vardy, Barnes, and Tielemans, all the ones that would have been the big performers over the last couple of seasons scored. Um, but, you know, Wolves are, Man City are a different proposition to what Wolves are at the moment. And it's hard to see anyone probably stopping Man City um, too often. But uh, I can't see, uh, uh, yeah, I can't see anything other than a Man City victory in this one. Yeah, Betway have uh, Leicester as nine to one, as long as nine to one. Man City at one to four for that game. So, uh, certainly looks to be heading uh, the way of uh, Man City. Um, Newcastle against Villa, Graham is a is a reasonably interesting game as well. Newcastle flying high. Um, they've broken the top four as well. It's the first time Newcastle have been in the top four of the table with with just twelve games played since April twenty twelve. So Eddie Howe has them has them motoring. They've got the the Saudi money behind them as well. Um, but Villa, I mean, a post Stephen Gerrard Villa that got a 4-0 win in their, in their first game without him. So it's hard to know how that team is feeling at the minute, but they have Unai Emery to impress and surely he'll be watching. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of those that's intriguing to see what comes out because they're obviously going to get the bounce from a new manager that's that's been proposed to come in, which is Emery will be will be at the game. I'm not sure how much he'll take going into that game. Uh, Newcastle at home now is one of those fixtures where you can't, 
you can't see many teams, no matter who they are, going there and getting a, a, a positive result. If you've got to draw out Newcastle away, I think right, you've done well at this stage. That they're, It's a tough place to go. Again, you're trying to turn around like form and you can turn around for a one-off game for Villa, but to, to turn it around consistently and to try and get the better of teams on a consistent basis, that's probably what ultimately got Gerard, ultimately what lost Gerard's job and that he couldn't get consistent performances and consistent results. And the fact is that you might be able to do that over the course of a season, no matter what manager comes in. So that you can't go from being inconsistent to consistent overnight. And and I know they get the bounce and a new manager coming in, but they won't. I think Newcastle will probably have too much for them on on the weekend as well. Yeah, Newcastle flying high massively at the minute, so uh, will be tough to see them uh, emerge. I know Villa fans will probably be happy they take a twelfth or thirteenth place finish in the Premier League. The way things are going uh, so far, um, might take a quick look at Bournemouth Spurs, Graham as well. Like all of a sudden, you're looking at the Premier League table, and and it's not panic stations for for Tottenham by any stretch, but they kind of need a win. They've lost their last two now to to Newcastle and Manchester United before that. So, um, like they started on the front foot against Newcastle, but they just couldn't get over the line so um, you know that you don't want to be dropping points in, in, in another game here but Bournemouth away is the, is the task awaiting them on uh, Saturday afternoon Yeah probably not the most uh, hostile place to go as well I wouldn't it was small I think it's the smallest stadium in the division um, in terms of capacity if I'm right there you can you can look that up mm. for me Shane <laughs> you're the fact checker but <laughs> yeah it, it, you know to get an away game after the, the two defeats and you say right we've another away fixture but if you could pick one, it'd probably be Bournemouth. Uh, but they have to go and perform like that. Sometimes I think in these games where they have to take the get the the game, two teams like Bournemouth, they're probably better. I think when they sit in and try and catch teams, I, I I understand their game plan against the better teams to sit in and try and catch them on the counter attack. I get that, uh, and they can work to a certain extent. But when you're giving good players the ball constantly, they're gonna hurt you. It happens with Man City. It happened with Newcastle. I thought. I, I I got really frustrated watching them against Man United because they, they were a goal down or two goals down and they were still playing a little bit sort of too slow without good tempo in the game, without an aggression to them with the ball. They were, they were nearly thinking, well, we want Jews to have us so we can counter-attack and implement game plan. So they weren't playing with a, with a fluid a fluidity to them, but an aggression to them. It was a little bit laboured when they were on the ball and, and, and United actually just stopped them getting out of their own half a lot of the time and let them have it in their own half. So be interesting to see when, when it's on them to go and win the game, are they able to control possession of the game mm. and then obviously control the attacking areas and get Kane into the game more. And these are the games where he just scores goals. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll keep a close eye on that one. That's a decent game on Saturday afternoon as well, three o'clock. Might skip, a, skip Might ahead. Chelsea the- be interesting with 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 Pot with. Potter going the back Graham to, Potter Derby, to, yeah, yeah. How, 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 how do you see this one? Like, obviously, Potter kind of looks the part on the sidelines with with Chelsea, and they've got the the, the win midweek in the Champions League. So, confidence. I guess the only argument against Potter at the minute, Graham, is he's using a lot of players. So, does he know his best team? But maybe that's not a bad problem to have either. Yeah, like you said, he's able to to mix and match and throw players in and use his squad. I think when you go to a big club like Chelsea, you have to do that to maybe keep lads happy as well and keep them match fit for when you do need them. Um, He's probably still getting to know some of them and which players you can trust, which is a big thing for a manager. Yeah, he looks the part. (laughs) He's got the new turtleneck and all that and (laughs) and the designer beard. He didn't have that. Uh, um, 
I said he looked like a Bond villain um, <laughs> at one stage. He went from being this nice guy to, to being a Bond villain. But um, yeah, that like, yeah, I think that's a tougher game for Chelsea as well because they're going away to Brighton and 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 obviously with Potter leaving, a lot of their players will be out to to sort of show up their old manager. You get that extra bit of incentive in the game. So, like, I, yeah, I can't. I can see Chelsea getting a draw, but I can't see them probably going there and winning. Yeah, and Leandro Trossard playing really well for Brighton at the moment as well. Yeah, he's flying. It's it's it's. Uh, bet we have that Brighton seven to four, Chelsea six to four, and the draws eleven to five. So uh, yeah, I take the draw. You take the draw. It's a close one to call that one, isn't it? Score draw. Uh, I take the score draw. Score draw on that one. I yeah, wouldn't uh, wouldn't go against that for sure. The half half past five game on Saturday is uh, interesting as well. Like Fulham Everton at Craven Cottage. Fulham are one of these teams, Graham, that have kind of snuck under the radar. All of a sudden, you look at the Premier League table and they're seventh. Um, look, Everton not doing too badly. I think they're in twelfth at the minute as well. And like Fulham cost Stephen Gerrard his job and then beat Leeds to put uh, Jesse Marsh under pressure. So Marco Silva is doing a good job at putting under, other managers under severe pressure. Yeah, he is. Yeah, look, again, when you told me they were seven there, I was just looking through the results mm. as we were going to do this. And you're like, great win against um, the last game, the one three two against, uh, who did we say it was, Leeds United? Leeds, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's... You know what I mean? So they're actually shown they can score goals, but they're also shown a lot of resolve to make sure they stay in games. Um, Craven Cottage is a tough place to go at times as well. It can still be one of those nice places, but if they get if in the evening games, the thing tends to be a bit more atmosphere in them. Everything have become a really dogged team to play against, and they looked really good on the counter attack. We were watching the game on on Saturday in. Um, doing football Saturday and off the ball as well. It was on and some of the goals they scored were brilliant and Kevin Lewin has come back in. I thought he took his goal wonderfully well. But one, I think they had a partner play, I'm not sure if it was for Dwight McNeil's goal where it was fantastic where they, they played out um, through the centre-backs into midfield, switched the play. Fantastic goal and they'd be confident coming off the, the 3-0 victory over Crystal Palace. So, um yeah, that's a that's an intriguing game. I'd like to see the odds on on that being a tight game, but I think I actually think everything go there and nick one, nick yeah. a one nil. Calvin yeah. Lewin set piece. Yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, two to one for Everton, five to four for the home win for Fulham, and twenty three to ten for a draw. So that'll be a fascinating game. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the more Fulham could keep getting getting results, I guess the more this people will follow their story. It's one of those interesting Saturday evenings as well where we have a 7.45pm kickoff in the Premier League. Uh, Liverpool, of course, to play Napoli in the Champions League at home next Tuesday. So they didn't want the the, uh, the hassle of a Sunday evening game. So that's been brought forward to, to 7.45 at home to Leeds at Anfield on Saturday evening. Um, I suppose here, Graham, that the story, uh, like Jesse Marsh is under pressure. But I mean, for Liverpool to lose to Forest last time out, um, you know, you, you thought there was a bit, bit of momentum coming with the with the Man City win and then the West Ham win, but to lose to Forest um, puts the pressure on because if, if they drop points here against Leeds at home, all of a sudden you're looking at the top four hopes and thinking, are they actually going to make it? Yeah, it was, it's weird because obviously they, when they got the top, they, they scrambled to get the top four a couple of seasons ago. Uh, Allison scored the header and then because they make the top four, they actually get to the final of the Champions League mm. and nearly win it. And it goes back to the moments like that. Um, I'm not saying that, that that's what it's about this time. They stopped conceding goals. That was the biggest thing. They were conceding too many goals. They stopped that against Man City and they stopped that in the 1-0 victory um, at home. Is that the West Ham as well? Where they, And I know Alisson saves the penalty. So then they go on, but 
The problem wasn't scoring goals, but that looked like it was the problem against Forest as well. So they just can't get any consistency in, in that performance in both boxes at times. If one is working, the other one isn't. Um, but I still think Anfield at home on a Saturday night, I think they'll have too much for Leeds um, because I don't think Leeds are, are firing on all cylinders at all. And like that, there's a manager under pressure as well and the players will know it too. So... Um, of all the places to play on a Saturday on an evening game, I think Anfield is the least desirable one for an away team to go um, and play. So therefore, I can I can see Liverpool winning that one. Yeah, it should be a good atmosphere for sure. As you as you said at Anfield, especially for that kickoff time with the fans, will have had a few jars, no doubt, before heading into the into the stadium. And look, yeah, poor bit of a porous defence from from Leeds at the minute. So you you'd uh, wouldn't fancy their chances of keeping a clean sheet at Anfield and like when, when you look at the recent record against Leeds for Liverpool they've won nine of their last 11 meetings across all competitions and drawn the other two so rightly i suppose it's 7 to 1 for Leeds to win 9 to 2 even for the draw and uh, odds on 30 to 100 for for Liverpool in that game uh, hard to argue um two games then on Sunday afternoon Graham we've got uh, the two live commentary games and off the ball as well so uh, two o'clock on Sunday at the Emirates is the, the high flying Arsenal against Nottingham Forest. Um, I guess that the conversation every week until Arsenal lose a game is can they keep this up? Um, yeah, they can, they can. Uh, the, the, the momentum is with them. I think maybe over the Christmas period, they might find it tough with the amount of games coming. Um, but the fact that they're able to, to get through the games, I know they're disappointed with the, with the Southampton game at the weekend, not to win it. I saw the penalty instance with Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Jesus getting held back. I, I thought, Stonewall penalty for me. I don't know how they don't get it. I, I, I don't know how they look at VAR and say, like, oh, well, he's got a touch in the ball. He has two arms around him. Putting two arms around somebody and pulling them in isn't a natural movement in football. Mm. Different if you're holding them off and, and you're using your, your arms to hold people off or you're nudging into people. They're natural movements. But pulling people towards you, in the natural movement in football, so I don't know how they're not given. Um, and I understand the ref wants to, to keep the game flowing, but um, yeah, they're just on such a they've a lot of energy about them in the front line. And when they have the ball, they've energy, and when they don't have it, they've energy. And it's something that Arsenal have always probably lacked in the last few years, and that they like to play the game at their at a slower pace and keep the ball and and move it around. But this time, it's like they're playing at a tempo and a pace, and they're going at people. Uh, like I always, they're aggressive with the ball, which is a great thing to watch. So I do think they can keep it up. And um, I know Forrest are coming off the back of uh, Liverpool. Forrest are coming off the back of a good win against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. But to go away to the Emirates and get result is probably a little bit beyond them. Yeah, and twelve to one they are in the with Betway as well. So uh, a lot of people expecting Arsenal to continue that uh, that recent good form. The other game on on Sunday, Graham is. Uh, it's an interesting one. Quarter past four start for uh, Manchester United against West Ham United at Old Trafford. Uh, you'd imagine the Cristiano Ronaldo distractions will be behind United and Tin Hag at that point, although they might linger on for a little bit yet. Um, what did you make of the whole thing? And, and, and do you think Eric Ten Hag has come out of it a little bit stronger than, than Ronaldo, perhaps, in the, in the PR battle? He, he probably has because he got a result. And and again, fans are all about making sure the team wins. So therefore, he has he, he gets the fans behind him because it's a great victory. He's done it in a... Ronaldo's obviously walked off in a victory and a good performance against Spurs, which would be one of their rivals for that top four position. So it, it strengthens his hand in that way. We had a great conversation with it on Football Saturday and there was a, a lot of interesting takes. David Connolly was on speaking about it, about... 
how Ten Hag might have managed the situation. And, and I, one of the things we said, which I agreed with, was like it's about dialogue. And, and it didn't seem that they've had dialogue since Ten Hag has joined the club. And therefore, it's then very hard to initiate that and say, this is what we plan for you to do when there probably hasn't been dialogue to start with. Um, I, I do think he, he probably shouldn't go and walk off the pitch. I think he should, you know, if you're upset with somebody, you wait and have that conversation. Ronaldo's image and word in the world game is going to highlight the fact that he does walk off as well. It's not like some player who nobody really knows. So he understands that he has that standing in football as well. So um, the Roy Keane, Gary Neville argument is interesting because Roy's obviously, you, you can see he's, He's thinking he wants players like Ronaldo's ilk to be treated better, and he and and he's saying like this is a kid, this is a, a young a player who at thirty seven wants to play every game, mm. and you have to you have to understand that. And again, so I think in between there's a breakdown in communication between all parties, but and that that needs to be opened up. But it is a distraction a lot of the time for what Man United are doing because you can see that togetherness when you get that equaliser. Casemiro's header against Chelsea in the last minute. You can see that togetherness as a group to all go and celebrate. So, again, that's just bringing a bit of momentum where they come out of Stamford Bridge feeling like they got a victory rather than, oh, we only got a draw at Chelsea. You know, we don't, you know, we kept going to the end, which is something that they probably haven't done previously in the last few seasons. Yeah, that's two teams coming into that game at Old Trafford on Sunday with a bit of momentum. West Ham get a bit of form. They beat Bournemouth uh, during the week at home, their fifth straight home win, uh, which is the first time they've done that actually in the London, London Stadium. Uh, but as you said, Casemiro coming into his own. Rafael Varane picked up an injury against Chelsea. That'll be a bit of a concern yeah. for, for Ten Hag for that game. But uh, that's he looked other. upset as well, Shane. I think he's probably worried about the World Cup, is he? Yeah, you'd imagine so. Um, now, I suppose the word is that it, it might not be as bad as first feared, but I suppose that the issue this close to the World Cup, Graham, is you want game time in the legs and uh, the international managers are keeping a, a very close eye. Cause and I, think, I, I actually think that's probably one of the issues with Ronaldo as well. Mm. You know, that he's game going time. into the World Cup and he's not played and he knows it's probably going, might be his last World Cup too. Yeah. So he's, he's probably looking at this thinking, I need game time so I can go and perform in a World Cup. 100%. And, he, and if he's not getting uh, Man United, then he's he's going to be a little bit undercooked going into that. And and that's probably playing on his mind too. Yeah, for sure. That adds another strand, I guess, to that game at Old Trafford on uh, on Sunday afternoon. So 4-6 to six for United, 7-2 to two for a West Ham win and 14-5 to five for the draw in that game. The other games we uh, we didn't get to touch on, uh, Brentford-Wolves, which is a 3 o'clock game, and uh, Crystal Palace-Southampton, also at 3 o'clock on a Saturday. We, I get a 50-year-old That's a big one for Palace, isn't it? Tell you what, yeah, yeah. I mean, to keep to keep, uh, to keep keep it going, and uh, I know Seamus Coleman had Wilfred Zaha in his pocket the last day, <laughs> but uh, it's it's not easy for Palace, for teams like Palace to keep picking up points week after week, but uh, they sure yeah. as hell need to do it at Sellers Park. The home form seems to be getting them through it. Like that, they look a little bit open on the road, but the home form seems to be that's a tough place to go in fairness, Selhurst Park. Absolutely. Uh, my fifty euro charity bet uh, with Betway this week, Graham. I'm gonna I'm gonna go fairly boring. I know John went for a exotic Southampton win against against Arsenal last week, but I know it's gonna it's gonna be. I'm gonna go for a Brentford Wolves draw. So twelve to five, Brentford coming off the back of the four 0 loss to Aston Villa. Wolves coming off the back of a four 0 loss to Leicester City. I think they'll both tighten up a little bit, but maybe not enough to get a win. Um, I know Thomas Frank will probably prefer to get a, a win at home there, but uh, what do you make of that one? 50 euro on a, on a 12 to 5. Yeah, Brentford I think that's one of those that you probably, that'd be last, that'd be last on the run on order match of the day, probably. <laughs> Famous last one. Do, do I get a 50? 
Do I, yeah. Do I get a, do I get a charity bet anymore? No. I'm, I think I think it's just myself, Graham. But I'll tell you what. When next week, next week I'm gonna I'm gonna throw yours in as well. In, in fact, I should be I should be getting you to do it instead of me. Um, well, yeah, you're obviously since you got the morning job, you know, like you've just, you know what I mean. <laughs> You're rolling in it, and then you're also just pulling rank here as well. Well, you see, we'll see, we'll see how this bet goes. So if, if Brentford Wolves doesn't end in a draw, I'll uh, I'll retire from the from the charity bets and hand it off. Uh, listen, Graham, yeah. thanks as always. Pleasure, Shane. Graham Garton, League of Ireland legend. There, mark your card football all in association with Betway. Get Ireland customer exclusive free bets, boosts, and super boosts on the Premier League and more. Eighteen plus. T's and C's apply. Bet the responsible way. See you next week. Mark your card in association with Betway. Who are you backing? Underdog or favourite? 18 plus. Bet the responsible way. Visit dunlouis.net.